The scripture today comes from Psalms 23, verses 1 to 6. And would you please stand for the reading of God's word? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word, and you may be seated. The other day was my uh, Father's Day gift thing that I went to Philly's game. It's been 10 years. Uh, Last time I went to Philly's game, 10 years ago, with my son. It was great. And uh, my son bought me this church. And uh, I asked him, uh, Brendan Marshes, and he had to make a special order because they don't have a stock <laughs> for Marsh. I don't know why, but... Anyway, I saw many... Uh, Harpers and you know, Stilt, and so many people have you know church in you know, the name of. I just one of them. But more, the most important thing was I was a dad with my son. So we are more than just ourselves. You are more than you, depending on who you are with, right? I am father with my son. I am husband with my wife. I am pastor with you, right? And I am child of God with my Lord, right? So let me ask you this. Do you know the Lord is with you? In Psalm 23, King David prays, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall know want. You know, I'm sure you memorize this. Even you memorize it with the King James Version, right? Because we love it. But let me ask you, do you really believe that you shall know want? So you remember, memorize this psalm? Or you want to be no want? Like David. Are we content with the Lord? Can we content with the Lord? No way. You know, we 
we our lives just endless deficiency, right? Because I am the main agent of my life. I have to pay the bill. I have to support my family. I have to provide myself. I have to protect myself. I have to do all my, you know, for me. The Lord does not. Right? So how come we praise this Psalm 23? In ancient Israel, shepherd is a typical metaphor for king. Shepherd. So, king, in ancient time, king supposed to love his people, protect his people, secure the welfare of the people, the entire nation. Why? Because king owns the people. The king is a father of the whole nation. So king has an unlimited responsibility for the all people. So supposedly king must go fight with the enemy very the front line of the battle. But in reality, many kings did the opposite. Kings of the world didn't care for people, whether they're hungry or they're suffering. King of the world, they didn't just not even care, but they oppressed his own people and exploited his own people for the sake of himself. And David was a king, and he knew how hard it is to be king as his lord meant. Because Israel, the Lord choose king. Now people elect king. Maybe King David was facing his people suffering. But he could not do anything for his own people. He feels vulnerability. He feels he's incompetent. And he was maybe tempted to use his power than mercy and grace and be righteous to rule his people. So here in Psalm 23, King David reminds us, the Lord is the main agent in my life, not me. The Lord is my shepherd, which is the king, my king, who has unlimited responsibility for me. So, confessing my Lord as a shepherd means I will accept King's provision. 
and we trust my king's providence. So we gaze the world, we gaze our life with the gratitude. So we shall no want. But if we gave the world with my own desires, then we shall want endlessly. And the gratitude comes from our deficiency. This is a paradox, right? Our gratitude comes from our deficiency. So when we are deficient, seriously, actually we lost something we really, you know, important in our life. If we lose crucial components of our life, such as my life, my health, my loved one, my family, my relationship, my career, my income, my security, right? Maybe even my pension. Then we become grateful because with what we have, because we find the abundance in our deficiency. Are you content with the so many channels on your TV? If you have a cable TV, maybe not. Maybe you think, oh, that's too much. I don't even watch that. Why, why, why should I pay for it? Right? But back in the days, we had no many, we didn't have many channels. We couldn't watch Philly's game every day. We had to listen to the radio, right? But it was good. We were content in deficiency, right? We didn't eat steak and lobster every day, not even today. <laughs> but we were content, right? You know what I'm saying? We are grateful. We become grateful in our deficiency. That's what David sees. So what is like living in abundance of the Lord? With the Lord. King David praises, He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Most of the time, we're focusing on the first part of this verse. Green pasture besides still waters. And the Lord restores my soul. Abundance with the Lord is not living good life like nothing. In green pasture and besides still waters. But it is walking in the path of righteousness. I can be poor. The, the path of my righteousness is, can be poverty. It can be lonely. It can be depression. It can be grief. It can be huge loss. It can be broken relationship. It can be cancer. We are willing to take that. Then we become grateful in abundance with the Lord. Because the righteousness of God make us rich and abundant. 
Because the Lord desires us to discover the meaning of life, not possession of life, not success of life. The result. The Lord doesn't care the result. But intention, God cares. So we must know who I am, not for the result, who I am now. What kind of salary I'm making, what kind of house I live, what kind of car I drive. But the intention of God for me. See? Can you tell the meaning of you in this galaxy, in this infinite time? No one lives, what, 200, 300? It doesn't matter because time is infinite. What is the point of living 70, 80 years on, here on earth in this life? This? And what is so great about it? What is so wor- you know, bad, miserable about right? What's the point, right? It is not about what I am, the result, but it is the creative intention. Intention of creation. The reason God created you and me. And how God perceived me. Today, here, and now. Which is extension of uh, eternity, eternal time. So, but reality, even though this is short life, but life is hard, and being itself is a pain. So King David prays this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David was in crisis. We don't know what he was, but even though he was the king, but he had to walk through this dangerous and uncertain path. But David says he fears no evil because the rod and the staff. What is rod? The rod is, is like a stick. So a shepherd usually you know, uses the stick to correct the direction of uh, you know, uh, his flock, animals. So the rod is for us. Ship, we are the flock, and the shepherd hit us with this stick. It's not like, you know, a punishment kind of thing, but it still hurts because my shepherd saying, DJ, you are going wrong way. That's not the way. Come this way. Come this way. But we don't like it. Even though it is just, you know, stick, we don't like it. We don't like to be corrected. We don't like to be criticized. But if we take the criticism, if we take the criticism humbly and make changes, then we grow and develop. We know we can't be the same person as yesterday, 10 years ago, right? If we don't make progress, then we are not Christian. Christian is our choice of making progress towards the God, the way of Jesus Christ. We like to be like you. That's why we are Christian. And we can do that 
Because we trust the staff, the staff of shepherd. Because with that staff, my shepherd fight with my enemies. Even willing to sacrifice his life, Jesus did on the cross. So we trust the staff so we can take the rod. But you know, our life becomes messy when we're trying to be the shepherd and fight with our enemy, the wolf. We are no match. Sheep, I don't see any sheep can beat wolf. Right? But people do. People try to do. The Lord is our shepherd. And wolves, our enemies, no match for our shepherd, Jesus Christ. Have you recently felt the rod hitting you, correcting you? And what did you do? How did you respond? To the rod. And so if we change, if we take the path of righteous, then our life is a celebration. Our life is a party. David praises, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. It is in ancient time of Israel when the host of the party, the celebration, welcomes the guests by the door and anoints their head, hair with the oil. And it is expensive oil. Sometimes they, they uh, put oil on the, their hands and their feet as well. But then he says, David says, my Lord, the host of my celebration of my life, pour this expensive oil over my head, and so even my cup is all run over. It, God, because the Lord is overwhelmingly joyful. So God welcomes us extravagantly. I mean, that's what Jesus Christ on the cross, he bled. Pour everything to us. That's how God loves us, welcomes us. Then we're still clueless. Well, for what? For me? I'm making mistakes. I'm, I'm, I'm short of glory all the time. I'm, you know, I have my hang-ups and I have my secret sins. I can be mean. How can God celebrate my life? Because of what Jesus did. Not because of what we do. Because Jesus did. Because the goodness and mercy. King David praises, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
So God is rejoicing over it because God's goodness in us and His mercy for us. The goodness is in Hebrew tov, tov. So tov is means excellent, beautiful, blessed, rich. This is what God said. Every time God created things in Genesis one, chapter one, God created heaven, you know, earth and you know, forest, animals. Every time, God responded to His own creation. God saw that it was good. It was good. That's tov. That's goodness here. So we we are goodness because God created us in His likeness. In with of of his substance, substance, same material of God, we are made of, and he was dead because we sin, but Jesus on the cross restored it. So now, yes, now we have this goodness in us, and God perceive us our goodness, even though we don't see the goodness in us. And his mercy, mercy in Hebrew is hesed. It is a steadfast love. We translate steadfast love, never changing love, unconditional love, because it is covenant love. God made us covenant. I'm going to love you. It's a covenant. He signed it, and you signed it. So it is contract love. It doesn't change, right? So that has said, because God loves us, has said love us all the days of life. So God celebrate this way. Would you join the celebration of your life? I mean, it is your celebration. It's my celebration. It is our celebration. But since many even Christians do not celebrate their life, right? I mean, they celebrate Philly's game, right? They celebrate life. I don't know the birthday party or you know a graduation, yes, a wedding. You know all these occasion. Occasionally, they celebrate their life. But entire their life, eternally, we can celebrate because of goodness and mercy of the Lord. So how can we celebrate? How can we celebrate? We celebrate with other people. As we celebrate here, oh, Lord, uh, uh, Pastor DJ, we celebrate here in church. Yes, we do. But actually, we do here for the rehearsal here. And your Monday through Saturday, you celebrate with the people in your life. How? Invite people to your life. Involve in their life. And intervene in their life. Again, invite people to my life. And involve in their life. And intervene in their spiritual journey, spiritual warfare. Invite, involve, intervene. 
That's what exactly Jesus did. He traveled this infinite distance and to invite us to his life, which is the kingdom of God, and he involved with his, our life, and then he intervened our eternal fate. We can't do much about our condemn, eternal condemnation. He intervened and he changed it. Amen? So if we are Christian, then we, follow, we must follow what Jesus did. Invite people to my life. Yeah, I mean, you can invite other Christians too, but invite atheists, invite agnostics, invite progressive people. Whatsoever, do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not know the meaning of life. Do not know this celebration of their life. Do not know the goodness of themselves. Invite them to your life. Don't hang out with always Christians. You, you hang out enough of with the Christians. So for, uh, when you watch baseball, when you watch football, invite people. Don't judge them. Welcome them. Earn their trust. Build a relationship with them. That's our duty. That's our responsibility, friends. That is the reason we are being. So when church lost its meaning and purpose, invite, involve, intervene. The world turned away from church. So always we have to look for the problem of a church, not from outside, from inside here. So let's think about Who is the one in your life, around your life, you need to invite her or him to your life? Involve in that person's life and intervene in the person's life. I mean, today it's just, it is almost like, um, it's just the bad thing. Intervene in someone else's life. Involve with someone else's life. Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? My burden is overwhelming. Who wants to involve with other people? Because of staff. Because the Lord's staff, we trust that we can involve other people's lives. Yes, it's not easy. You are not very welcomed by those people. We have to prove it. So think about it. Who is a person hungry, thirsty, broken, despair, lonely, sorrowful, wondering? I'm sure you have one. Many, actually. I have one, too. One of the great philosophers named Immanuel Kant, he said, I have read many clever and good books in my life, but I have found nothing in all of them that has made my heart so still and joyful as the full words of Psalm 23. You are with me. Do best by me. Do best by me. I don't speak German. But why I put that one? Because you to remember. 
at least throughout this week, do best by me. Do best by me because for you are with me. Lord, because you are with me. Because Kant said this, because he studied all his life to find the answer, what am I? Who am I? What is the meaning of life? What is a being? And Kant discovered who he is, not by himself, not by what the people perceive him, the result, but by the intention of God. How God perceived him. So simply by being with the Lord, Kant defined himself. Oh, I am who I am. I know who I am because the Lord is with me. I told you. You know, I'm nobody. If I go to Wawa, if I drive down, you know, Main Street here, you know, people with, I encounter people, I'm nobody. Right? But if I'm here, I'm somebody. Right? I'm Pastor DJ. You know me. And if I'm with my wife, my family, I'm more fully defined. Right? If I go my, back in my home country with all my friends in my hometown with my parents, I'm more fully defined. That's what I'm saying. So, how we are defined by be with the Lord. And the Lord is with us. He never leaves us. So, sisters and brothers in Christ, the Lord is with you and me, with us. And He is our shepherd. He is our eternal king. And we are not the dust in the galaxy like the atheists. All the people in the darkness, they think we are the dust in the galaxy. No, we are Excellent, beautiful, blessed, the redeemed, eternal life who God loves without end. Because we are perceived holistically, eternally with the Lord. So now what? Let's be the shepherds of the world. Let's be the shepherds of your family, your company, your street, you, your community, our community. I'm going to be the part of this community this Wednesday. <laughs> right? Now, this Ephrata, Lincoln, Akron is my, my community. Let's be the shepherd of here, right here. Because remember when Jesus said to Peter, Jesus asked Peter three times right before he go back to his father in heaven. Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Do you really love me? Peter answered, I love Jesus. You know I love you. Then what Jesus said three times. Feed my lamb. Tend my sheep. Feed my lamb. Tend my sheep. You tend my sheep. You feed my lamb. We are Peter. We are church. So we are the shepherd of the people of Ephrata who are hungry, thirsty, broken, sorrowful. So let's feed them. Mend their wound and comfort them. Just be there. Have compassion. Have empathy with the people.
We can fix their problem. But at least we can define who they are by just being with them. Amen.